are now locked into, locked, into, locked into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective and dangerous show in America. Hosted by Jermel Thompson, co-hosted by Jermel Wilson and Jocelyn McRae. You must expect the unexpected when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready. Progressive Action Radio is now live. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you decide to listen. We back, this Progressive Action Radio. I got my co-host with me, Jamel Wilson. What's going on, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on, cuz? Speaking to the mic, man. You, oh, it sounds pretty low. Yeah. Gotta adjust that. Okay, right, there, there you we go. go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, what's going on, cuz? I know we back, moving business as usual. Yeah, definitely. I want to want to say hello to everybody out there that's listening. You know? What's going on out there? I don't know. You acting like they go respond back to you. No, no, I'm talking to you, man. I tell everybody else out there. I'm talking to you. We got to get your mic right. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is good with me. You know, school. Um, you know, work. You know, just just went made a couple of moves today on behalf of the membership. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm not gonna say anything until um I get the paperwork in my hand official. So by tomorrow, I probably still won't say nothing. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, 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 we got to leave a little bit of suspense, you know. Yeah, because but definitely the membership is gonna be. Ha- mm. Yeah, definitely the membership. Mm. Yeah, keep talking. Definitely the membership is gonna be very extremely happy with the work that you guys put in. Well, basically the work that we put in. Can't even say you got we put in, you know. Yeah, but me and Ben is on. Foot patrol. We Foot hit, patrol. We, 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 we putting in the work. Yeah, y'all putting in the work. <laughs> we yeah, put, yeah, y'all did the ground game yeah, today. We, the you know? ground, the ground game. Ben Valdez is my. My um partner in crime, we we got a good research game. We talk on the phone hours. We plan, strategize, and, and we doing well. This is what's needed. Like people want to wait till they get in office to make moves. You can make moves now. You could be an influence now in the membership. You don't need to be in in office or 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 wait till I get in. I don't want to hear or I don't want to see that. When I when I look at my future union reps. I'm looking at three things. Um, what what have you done while before being elected? Your education and what you're doing in the community. That's you know, how I'm basing everything from now on. You know, definitely because see, you know, it's more genuine. You're more genuine and you're more dedicated to the cause when you do things outside of being elected. You know. Yeah, especially when you're spending money. You know what I'm saying? We spend money for this show. And exactly. We, and we do this for the membership. Right. And people got to understand that, you know? Yeah. You know, and we ain't, we ain't making no people. I got accused of being trying to be like a puff daddy. I think I'm puff daddy. But they don't understand the hard work and money that goes into progressive action. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh. I couldn't even hold it. But, yo, you know, people, listen, puff daddy works hard. But but that's the thing. He worked hard but, but and that, still but, working but, hard. But that's the thing. They only see the glitz and glamour. They don't they don't think about the work that goes in to that. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And when I got accused of that, I, I wasn't even like right now I feel I got more power than what I had before. So if I'm Puff Daddy, I'm Puff Daddy then, who am I now? Well, if you're Puff Daddy, I must be Mace or I must be Biggie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of work goes into progressive action. Um, I, I don't think y'all know for a fact unless you're on the inside, but we fighting for the members. 
whether you like us or not. Yeah, and you know, basically we have the membership's best interests at heart when we talk about things. Again, behind the scenes, um, off of Facebook, the conversations we have on the phone, just like you said, the strategizing, the saying, okay, you know, I'm going to look into this, I'm going to look into that, I'm going to make this call, you're going to make that call. So basically, this is, you know, this is what we're doing, and we don't have to. Yeah, you know? yeah, and but and we could we don't want to run the same game with everybody else doing. Wait till we get inside, and it's not even like we running for anything. So if anybody decide to question, well, what these guys have done, or what are they doing, like you already know what I'm about. You know what I'm saying? It's it's funny that Trevor made that sign with the bus that say Tremel for president or whatever, and it got like a real whole bunch of likes. But you know, everywhere I go, people you know say, oh, you should run, you should do this, and. Not, nothing less than president, though. They don't say BVP or uh, RTO, <laughs> B division chair. Or, or chairman. Or they be like, yeah. run for president. We got you. Trust me. You should do it. You should do it. You should do it. But, you know, right now, I ain't running for nothing. I'm just putting in this work. I'm going to work like I'm running for president. I hear you. And, and that's the difference. Because you want to know what, like I said, not to da- I'm not downplaying you when I say this, but, you know, these guys that's in there now, they make it look like anybody could do that job, could be president. And and could be and can hold them offices, because I'm saying to myself, you know, the, you know, even though they're supposed to be seasoned reps, but again, this contract here is is nothing. You know, it 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 shows no evidence of being seasoned. You know, see, the thing is that you could seasoned rep. Like I said, you got to have a lot of components. Like to me, fight to get you, but so far. But if you don't like, if you don't have fight, you ain't gonna go nowhere. I don't care how intelligent you are, or how much you know it. You don't got no fight. You go, you go fail. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could fight, and then you could have, um, you know, knowledgeable people around you that could give you the information. But you can't teach a grown man how to fight at 40, 50 years old. It's over. 15, 20 years, he's dead. Right. It's the ninth inning. Yeah, it's, it's over for you. <laughs> right, yeah. If you never fought in your whole life, I can't expect for you to fight when you're 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's bad because when you look at, the Samuelson administration, and you probably look at, um, you know, people who may want to run, nobody seemed like they want to pass the torch. You know what I'm saying? Because I personally feel that we need reps, we need a younger membership in the union, a younger representation, people who, if they lose, they not going to retire. You know what I'm saying? Or if they do one term and lose, they can't retire. Like, you, I want people that's going to be here that they got to fight because if, if, let's say for me, if I run for president and I lose, I'm going back to being a conductor. So whatever I negotiate or whatever I do is going to affect me directly. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm going to go to the international or I'm going to go retire. And, and they fuck them. They, they deal with that. Now nah, we need representation that's go fight because they don't want to go back to them tools out of fear of what they negotiated or what they did or what they put in place. Exactly. Because, see, my attitude is, and, and even my style would be, listen, you know, even if I held office for, let's say, two or three terms, I'd be like, listen, in, in, held office in any capacity, I'd be like, listen, um, I wouldn't be afraid to go back to my tools because, again, I came into this game coming back and forth to work, jumping in my car, listening to my music, driving to work. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? That's listening to talk radio because I'm a talk radio junkie. So that's what it's about for me, really. You know, like I said, like I said being – being elected would just be a, 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 would be a, 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 a extra for me. You yeah, know but what I'm saying? these guys, these a lot of them is 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 um, you know, they could get back to their tools and retire. How many of them it is, or do two, three years and be gone? And be gone. That's right. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be a passing 
of the torch. The older guys in the union and outside the union need to be schooling the younger people, not to run up under them, but to put them in front. And, right. and, and the front runner. That's what I think need to change. Yeah, but to see, right? But see, that's not that's not what's happening now. You know, that's what used to happen, but that's not what's happening now. You know. Yeah, I mean, people just putting up their friends. Who's the youngest person elected person in the union? Maybe Crystal, and she like thirty six. Mm-hmm. Crystal, yeah, Crystal. She may be the youngest elected. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. There's 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 a few other people out there that's that's young, but not a whole lot. And probably like five. five I'm talking yeah. about elected. Like who's elected that's young? Well, when you say young, I mean like how young? Like 30? I mean, no, I mean young. What's the youngest? It's probably Crystal. Yeah, she, and she thirty five, thirty six, or something like that. She's not too old, right? Because all the rest of them, all the, a lot of the other reps are they in their late forties, they fifty, like that. You know? Yeah, I mean, and a top four should definitely be young. I believe. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. fail, you go back to your tools, and you work another ten, fifteen years because you done fucked up. <laughs> you know and, what I mean, right? And now you got to see what it is. <laughs> exactly, you got to work under what you did. Exactly. So basically, right? Everybody should have that attitude of your listen. Whatever you go in there, you negotiate, or whatever you go in there, you and you work towards grievances. Again, and and any capacity, you got to be ready to say, okay, when you when you don't get reelected, or if, you know, for if you don't get reelected in an election, then you're ready to go back to your tools and work under what you was doing. Exactly. You know. That's how it should be. At least three years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But uh, that's enough for the commentary. You got anything else to say? Nah. All right. So, what, what Jocelyn got to say? You got something to say about your women's committee and how um, the union ain't supporting women? Um, good evening, everyone. Two things um, as far as having younger people elected to the um, to these slots. The union isn't educating the members coming in. So when we look to have younger people in positions, you have to think about what the role of the union is doing now. They don't tell you about classes, shop gates, you know, nothing is done around the employee's schedule to get them active, to get them involved. Um, And that brings us into the women's committee, what we was discussing today on the Facebook page. Um, They went to D.C. today to rally for women's rights. And what was it yesterday to rally for women's rights? However, this information wasn't made available to the women of the union. And, um, you know, we're talking about rights that they plan pregnancy rights. And um, it was just I'm looking like, okay, two of the three two women in the picture probably are past childbearing age. Let's be real. A lot of them in there was grandmothers. And like, don't even beat around the bush. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, our past childbearing age. And not only are their past childbearing ages, they're not even on their tools to really understand what we're going through at this day and stage. They didn't come and recruit anyone who's on their tools to say, oh, what's happening? Let me take you to D.C. with me so we can push forward this agenda. And then they were in D.C. fighting for um, rights that's already mandated in New York State. I don't want you to go to D.C. and fight. I want you to go to to Broadway and say, hey, our women don't have these restrooms. This is not something that you can put in a contract. It's like our uterus was up on the negotiating table to say, okay, what are we going to do as far as women rights? And it's like the women in the union need to stand up to both Samuelson and MTA and say we can't have the women 
as a bargaining chip. Well, Latanya Crystal Ray is the spokesperson for, for the women on this job, without a doubt. The reason they don't go to Two Broadway, because Two Broadway don't require booking a flight and having a hotel and using the union credit card whenever they want. It's no secret that Samuelson uses Latanya to travel across the country for all these fake women issues that's going down just for trips. It's free trips. Mm-hmm. And it was said before, and now that I see it, because why wouldn't you lobby? If you Even if we got it here, why don't you sell it off and send members down there, younger members who got kids? Exactly. You know, to say this is what we need, this is what's going on. And, you know, I'm not saying that these women did, don't have children or didn't. Now we're in 2017. And you need to get the people who's going to be here from 2017 on to go and lobby and fight with you for these issues, you know? And I think that's probably what you're saying as far as like, we have people who go back to their tools right after they finish election or they could retire. You need to get the people coming in, whether you're 30, 40 or 50, the people who have to be here for the next 10, 15, 20 years to um, be active in this fight that we have, because the harder we work, the more you're going to appreciate the job, appreciate the union, know the work that you put in, and be able to say, this is where I want this union to go. So right now, it's like we have a membership that's being blindly led. They're not in the fight to say, okay, I feel the pain, I feel the struggle. They're just allowing the administration to do whatever they want, and we have to change that. You're right, and I, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say blindly led. I, we not being led at all. They doing it yeah. to keep us stagnant, because nobody's leading anything. Nobody's showing nobody anything at all. And then um, they have it's no outreach, you know, plain and simple. It's no outreach on neither level and surface. There's no outreach in RTO. There's no outreach. You know, they say they'll have their shop gates and things of that nature. But when you look at the times of shop gates, when you look at the times of these classes that they're having, we're a 24 hour operation. Have some classes on the weekend. Have some classes, you know, in the evening. Our union is a nine to five operation and it isolates the members that way. Even a shop steward class that Nick Bedell is having on Thursdays. Have a shop steward class on Saturdays. Like, you have senior membership who work Monday through Friday and are off Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, and the times is crazy because one is it's 10 and then it's 6. If you work 9 to 5, you can't make you that. You can't make either. I have a schedule right now. I work 9.30 to um, 6.30. I'm not making either class. So it's like have something on the weekend to accommodate. And it's like they don't want to go outside the box to engage the members. We got, we got to make sure Sam Sin ain't paying him time and a half or, 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 or weekend differential <laughs> he probably the night class. <laughs> but the thing is if he's teaching one class why not teach that class twice a week because there's no accountability everybody in that union hall is doing the bare minimum it, and, and it's sad because you have a 24 hour a 24 hour um company like and, and they're getting paid like they're overachievers yeah, and it's, it should not be that way. If that's the case, allow him to be a per diem, a per diem teacher. All right. You know, so let's 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 who we got here. Yeah, we gonna get into our guests here tonight. The progressive back to progressive action. We have Mr. Mike Staten from RTO. 
Hey, hey, how y'all doing today? All right. Mike, Mike is um he probably challenging Joe for his um appearances on Progressive Action. <laughs> 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 All right, and we also got back to progressive action. We have uh, Mr. Eric King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How y'all doing? All right. RTO is definitely in the RTO building. RTO is represented tonight. Yeah. Mr. King got a birthday coming up, right? Yes, man. <laughs> put, 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 put that pull plug in. March, March 6th. Pull it down some. Pull it down some. Yeah, see, I, I, I just realizing that this was an RTO show. It's an RTO shout out, show. Shout out to RTO for voting down this contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Finally. Matter of fact, we should just cut their mics off <laughs> since, since, they, since they couldn't get their department um, to vote um, no. <laughs> and we should just have this conversation between us. <laughs> let's learn a thing or two, Jamel. Let's see how this goes. Yeah, let's see how it goes. So what's going on, Eric? Oh, man. I'm just here trying to get my energy back. As you know, I was traveling. I hear you. Just got back in town. This show is very important. I had a lot of stuff I wanted to discuss today because I'm so upset about that contract that went through. And I think um, the last two contracts was um, two of the worst contracts ever passed. Mm -hmm. And it's sad of the overwhelming vote on how it passed, but yet you challenged the last contract hard that gave you a bunch of benefits from the last administration which this current administration puts the fear of people like the boogeyman in them about the last administration and, you know, force teaching as, you know, y'all was just saying a few minutes ago. I have to say one thing, though, in reference to something um, Tramel just said that I kind of a little bit disagree with. Um, he said something about not running for anything, and I think he should. I think you should, okay? As he just said about you need a little bit more youth in the movement and stuff like that, and you have to get the right youth in because as the young lady just said right here, the other youth that's here is being totally misled, not taught right. That doesn't pertain to Brother Tramiel over there and you. You guys are a class act. Y'all research hounds, y'all got the media involved with the Vote No campaign, you got this radio show going, um, you deal with politicians, you guys take action. Right. Damn, and, Eric, you don't know who I am? And I want to you get your weight up. I told you, get, get your weight up. Respect on my name. You know who I am? You're a new kid on the block. I nah, keep I play the you background. That. It's okay. Go and ahead. I, you know, and Go. I want and I want everybody to remember, if you know, for, for people out there who are listening to the show who are not. TWU members. Eric King is the is um is the is the conductor who was face was on the train when Tramell <laughs> was standing next to him in page two of the Daily News back on February seventeenth. So was, this is the was, man right here. That was perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so for, for people who don't know. And I was proud to be right beside Tramell. Uh huh. I was very I proud because I, I came. That, bro. I came in the station yelling vote no. It was perfect. Yeah. I wish I would have been there to see it. Wow. <laughs> This, I mean, this contract is atrocious. On the last contract that we had from the former president, I mean, you had a 10.5% raise on the front end and $7,000 a year raise on the back end with the 1.5 for the lifetime medical that this guy let go to 2%. <laughs> 
Okay, which is ridiculous because a lot of people don't realize yeah. you had to pay $550 a month for Cobra Supplemental Insurance for 18 months, then got cut off, had to pick up another supplemental insurance to kick in until you picked up Medicare Part B. I only covers 80% when you um, reach Social Security age. And you're paying nearly $7,000 a year because the $550 a month is $6,600 for the year. Co-pays take you over $7,000, and you couldn't relocate. It was only good in New York and two counties in Florida. And a lot of people don't know that. What I also want to know is where's the fight for Mr. Samuelson about the bill that's trying to get passed now um, to end mandatory uh, paying of dues? That's a movement that will kill unions. Isn't Samuelson the vice president of the international while he's the president here and you're not lobbying any politicians to get together to fight that bill for the mandatory dues check off? That's very important. Uh, if that bill goes through, unions is practically finished. When members have the option to not pay, you saw what happened back in 2005 when people wasn't forced to pay dues. And the only reason it was up a lot in certain division of buses is because the union controlled the overtime and right. controlled your days off. So you had to pay whether you like or not. That's right. That's right. And people also forget that, um, you know, to piggyback off of what you said, that um, that was I, I can't stand when I lose my train of thought. But um, yeah, basically, you know, that's the reason why a lot of members pay dues it, in Map Store is because you know they control the red book and everything. You know exactly. And as far as also on the point of you saying having a lot of the new young people running, I think it needs to be a mixture of young, old, and people in the middle kind of passing the torch and a level of experience. And the reason why I say that, because yeah, you might have someone who has a lot of time and a little bit older, but if you got the right person in position, like say the man to my right, Mike Staten, if he ran for VP, you have a total different outlook and RTO with him being VP RTO than Keir Poole, who you got there, who does nothing. I mean, Mike Staten's resume to Keir's resume, I don't see how this man got in office. It had to be a fixed election. This guy only did one little small thing in RTO in the medical department at 180 Livingston. To Mike's resume, who served so many different offices, chairs, experience, right? The best grievances I ever saw in RTO. And he doesn't get in, and you get Kid Poole in, a guy who sits in the crew room, smile, throw nice poison because he's a nice guy. He gets elected into office. We, we're voting friends and nice guys and popular guys versus a person who, who you can be confident at night, whether you like him or not, you got a good contract. I don't have to walk down the block, hold hands with him and sing Kumbaya. How many, but if he gives me a good contract, I can sleep at night, whether I like him or not. Right. How many votes you got, Mike? Uh, and how much Kia got, you remember? Last election, it was about, um, he got like 600 and change. And I think I was about two, a little less than 300 votes uh, less than what, uh, what Kia got. What he got? So, how, so when they choose for VP or whatever, do they check separately or they check slate? Do the whole slate vote count as a vote for you or it was a check separately? Um, well, you, you actually, people can vote either slate or they can vote, they can vote splits. 
Now, one of the things that kind of really had hurt us tremendously in the uh, last election was the fact that they were able to challenge our divisional candidates, our, our, particularly our persons for chairs that we had in the train operator division and the conductor tower chair. So once you, once you were able to eliminate at least the chair or the recording secretary spot and you didn't have the, at least one vice chair, they could simply nullify your whole slate. Wow. And, uh, and so what it does is it forces you to have to, to have to really sort of educate the membership in terms of how they have to mark their ballot because then they have to, they have to uh, look for you, actually look for your name on the ballot. And the, 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 uh, the disadvantage, the advantage of that is basically, or disadvantage I should say, is it benefits the incumbency because they can simply, you know, they see whoever they want, say at the top of the, top of the tickets, whether it's Samuelson or whatever, they can simply put that check in that box and then everybody that's underneath that slate is guaranteed that vote. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. So, during this last um, uh, election, what you felt went wrong? Ooh, um, it was quite a few things. I think, um, I think uh, there was a problem. The the biggest problem that we had was uh, was with the uh, the onset before the ballots had even went out. Uh, we were running under tremendous challenges by the uh, by the elections committee along with the neutral uh, monitor that they had at the time, uh, Ms. Neidhart. And um, they basically had uh, went to try to exclude a number of our candidates from the onset. The day that when the petitioning came out, we were met with seven uh, potential candidates that they were looking to throw off the ballot uh, for e-board e -board and top elected officers. Because normally those, those come out first, the petitioning uh, about come out first where you have to uh, garner the signatures in order to gain access to the ballot. So the minute that when we came up to go and pick up the petitions, they had at least seven of our candidates from the Transport Workers United that they had told us that, okay, uh, we ran into these issues and you need to square these up. Uh, in fact, in, in our division, I was faced with at least two or three candidates in RTO from train operators and conductor towers, in which we had to cl clear that up before we could even, you know, declare who our candidates were going to be on the ballot. Uh, in fact, I think um, Shauna was actually a last a last minute replacement. And <laughs> she won. <laughs> uh, that we had to replace her with with another candidate that they had uh, disqualified uh, from running. And as you said, she actually won and won her e-board seat. Uh, and then when it came down to division level, uh, we ran into a number of challenges there as well. You know, so at any stage where they could try to use the advantage of the elections committee, the rules, uh, they didn't allow you time to really go in and really look at the challenges or question whatever, whatever information that they said that was preventing that candidate from uh, being able to run. Uh, if they said, okay, well, you only had a X amount of meetings, say if you didn't have the required number of meetings, you couldn't go in beforehand to simply check the books and see, you know, how many meetings you had. Uh, a lot of times you had to wait until after they raised these charges before you could even question it. How many meetings you need? 
you need and, and to run for a division office, you need at least half, at least five meetings or half of your division meetings for the year. And you can you can either be division or section. If you have sections and your sections meet, those meetings could count as well. So you need at least five, and you need that 12 months going into the elect, the immediate 12 months preceding the election year. So if the nominations come out, say, in, in uh, September, then going back from uh, that September back to the previous October, you need to have uh, at least five meetings. Okay. And it works like that for every? Every division. Uh, when you're running for e-board and top officers, it's not a meeting requirement. You have to have a, you have to garner signatures, and the signatures are are accorded to the size of the department. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, basically, what I wanted to bring up again was what another thing this administration is not doing, <clears throat> which I had the brain fart with, is the in, in November, um, the campaign for all the membership to vote no to having the convention and, and basically opening up to these things, you know, as far as our pensions, among amongst other important things, you know, for, you know, for them to you know, for them not to change it. That's another thing that the administration is not doing. You don't hear any you don't hear any these guys are not making no type of noise about that. And I oh. researched that this week when um I put up several posts about it because I remember Joe Campbell mentioning it and I don't know where I found that and I was like, hold on a minute it's a constitutional convention coming up. And like you said, mm -hmm. one thing that they're able to go in and change is our pension. I think it was an article like in California, they're deducting their pensions. It's so many articles out right now in other states where people are losing their pensions. They're being paid half of what they should be in their pensions. And um, November 7th is right around the corner. So as I started researching, I'm like, I don't see any TWU information at all. Zero. None on the TWU website, none on Google, none on YouTube. But yet you have the teachers union, the police union, the PBA saying you have to vote no and this is the reason why. So it's like we're looking to other unions to get literature that our union should be providing. And this is not a contract thing. This is across the board with all 42,000 TWU members. Where is your push for this? This is not something you can say, oh, I'm going to start tomorrow. Where's your city council people, that COPE money that's going to these elected officials? Why are you not holding meetings to get people to come out and inform them of what's going on? You know, this is not a three-year contract thing. This is a lifetime issue that if he doesn't get in front of we're all going to be on yeah the but back you know what we need to do because he's having tier six meetings mm -hmm. because tier six ain't gonna make no sense no you no no tear gonna make any sense if that thing go down exactly. november 7th so people of all tears need to go to these meetings and ask samuelson what's up with this mm -hmm. this this um convention well he has six million reasons why he ain't fighting nothing and he got another three this this contract. Right. And he's got that new trust. Yeah. <laughs> that the combining the child care fund and the labor benefit account. Mm -hmm. right. So basically he's got he's got he's got millions of reasons why. And to echo behind what Mike Staten said. Speak speak, speak more to the oh, To echo behind more what Mike Staten said when you asked him what you think went wrong in the last election, 
Uh, how about the uh, the 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 twenty minute lockout vote uh, section? That that count. You remember the twenty minute lockout, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's more reasons why his vote thing. Uh, oh yeah, the twenty away. minute lockout. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I call that the twenty minute lockout count. Oh, that mercy. You know what I'm saying? That the voter suppression, people not getting ballots, but you get all other union literature. How do you get your calendars and everything else and and stuff from the union? But every time it comes up for a vote, you can't um, get a ballot. Well, let me let me ask you this, Eric. Eternally, what you think could have been done better? Like, forget about what they done did and all this other stuff as a slate. Which I felt y'all could have done better. Well. This might be tough for some people to hear. <laughs> honesty hour. Yeah. yeah, very honesty, and people know I'm very blunt. I felt we had the right candidate running for office. When you want to talk about a guy who knows state legislator, knows um, the rule book, knows the contract, um, you know, uh, knows the union constitution, the bylaws, and all that, Joe Campbell is perfect. My problem is he needs to have someone that's a campaign manager, not run your own campaign. When you have elections out here, mm-hmm. whether it was all the way from Obama back to John F. Kennedy, all the mayors and all that, they're perfect for a position, but they all had campaign managers. Okay, you don't have to run your own campaign to be at because there, to me, was better people who could be in place to run the campaign to get him in office. Joe Campbell is great, and that's the man I will always support. I will vote for him. I will keep pushing his name to run. I'll be comfortable with him being president. Same thing, I'm not. The guy gives me nightmares. He's a (laughs) sellout. He's going to continue giving everything back. What we got in this contract, as far as people thought, was perks, was stuff you should get anyway. A universal pass? Please. Come on. You work for the MTA. Right. You're going to use that to get people in? You're going to give a dollar to, um, to the Arctic bus for, for, for a job that kills? Vehicle time only yeah. with people on there. That's yeah. it. And every one of those buses killed two or three jobs for a job killer bus. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and to get 12 AVAs when managers got, what, 70, 80 of them they can save? 96. You know what I'm saying? 96, yeah. Our 12 AVAs should match our 12 sick days. And we need to stop getting penalized for time we acquire. And you're going to get you're going to say, "Okay, you get paid now your sick days when you retire? Didn't you earn that? If you used them while you were sick, wasn't you mm-hmm. getting paid for that anyway?" Exactly. But that's the thing. See, the the MTA, I call it pawning in your sick days. You need mm-hmm. money. You go pawn in your jury. You go you you, you like a crackhead. <laughs> you, 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 you pawning in your sick time. Why? Because it's cheaper for the MTA to buy your sick time at a reduced price than pay you a full day for actually using it. Yeah. Because remember, they paying you a run pay for sick time. Right. Yeah, they paying you at eight hours. You know what I'm saying? So bring those sick days over here because we know you go fiend out. Mm-hmm. If I w- I would advise every person that's go leave. Just go, go to your doctor and be Use out. Them. Exactly. Use them. <laughs> and, and exactly. Be out. exactly yeah. And then the thing is, how are they buying your sick time? And what happens when you get sick? Now you're in sick control? You done sold your sick days. No, you in sick control. You still, if you, yeah. uh, you talking about on the annual, um, because they, they got two. It's career and it's the annual, annual sick leave. Sick leave yeah. mm-hmm. Now, you're getting put in 70-30. You, you, exactly. You you eat, sell, but, you but, they, but that's the thing. They want you to leave 
with zero sick time at you pawning them off versus mm-hmm. you using them. Mm-hmm. And they getting early in the game. That's why they doing this annual sick because they don't want to cash you out nope. at the total end. They want to start cashing you out now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use it before you lose it. I will nope. be taking my – during the end of mine's, <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> but again, but again, just like we talked about, employee availability. They, it's not going to work. I know, like I said, I know that, but I'm just, but I'm just telling you what their thing is. Employee, I gotta get that Eddie Murphy um, sound clip, the banana on the tailpipe, because <laughs> I use that a lot. Oh yeah, <laughs> Be, because it's it's crazy. The management know that that is not gonna work, mm-hmm. but they want you to keep cashing out. They they want you they want you to cash out your sick days, but they'd rather do it the annual way than a career sick leave. And see, just like you said before, when you when, you know when you cash out those sick days annually like that, those six days, those six days, doesn't that you say when you want to take a promotion, they look at your sick leave record and they be like, okay. want to know why? I'm explaining to the people why. It's not go say how you took those days. Mm-hmm. It's not go say if you cashed them out. Right. It's just go report as you took your balance. You took yeah. yeah. Your balance. Yeah. <laughs> so so ahead is you for promotions. That's fucked up, man. <laughs> Shout out! Shout yeah, out to management for right. running a nice business. Exactly. exactly. I'm not mad at them. Yeah, I'm not mad. Yeah, they saving money with everything too because you already killed tier six. You know the, the workers with everything you did to hit their pension. You know with they overtime that pension rule and all that. Now you doing it to the current workers too because that thing with the what is it three days working four days off or is it the other way around? You got four, it right. Four days it's three. A, it's a four day work week in buses. Yeah. And for okay. us it's three days. So now you get everybody down to forty hours. They are not making overtime now. So you already killed the new hires with the tier six rules. Now you you hitting the pension with the current workers there, and they accept it. This con this contract, it should have been a big vote no. Yeah, see a the, huge vote no. Of see course. now, I was just, me and Jamel was talking about this the other day. That three or four day work week, it'll be good if we get overtime after our eighth hour, and we allowed mm-hmm. to work two audios or, or or two two or three audios, depending. Because our department is three days, thirteen hours and twenty minutes, but that's entirely too long for one day. Definitely. To be working three days back to back. Well, it might not be back to back days. It has to be. It's, it's it's on a weekend. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's for flagging. Now, what That's happens the with the rule when you getting into your was the fourteenth hour? What happens? You ain't gonna get into your fourteenth. There's no way. No, if your if your train gets turned. No, no, no. It's for flaggers. That's what. That's oh, what, that's strictly. Yeah, that's what. Um. Yeah, they're looking to implement that in terms of with the uh, construction flagging and uh, miscellaneous work train. Yeah. Yeah, but that four-day work week with buses, see, now basically, right, you know, these people, they you basically voted for slavery, man, because I'm thinking about a lot of these bus lines out here that's long and a 10-hour, a, a, a standard 10-hour day on some of these lines. Are you kidding me? You'll be, you'll be working like a slave. I would want to see how they would have the schedule set up. Yeah, but basically that's what it would be. Them crosstown lines of Manhattan, I mean, you know, guys be talking about how now the paddle report looks like a book report now So <laughs> for an eight-hour spread. So imagine what it would look like on a 10-hour spread. I'm like, Yo, what the hell is wrong with, with y'all? Still with the same 20 or 30-minute, 40-minute lunch, lunch swing. Swings, exactly. But it's not going to be any overtime, so 
you have more employees available once you switch to a four day and a three day work week. Exactly, because you're talking about now they're gonna create a huge extra list. And when you got a huge extra list with a whole bunch of extra guys sitting around, guess what? No, we don't have no work. We don't have no RDOs for you. And to be honest, this goes back to the employee availability program because now you have a huge extra list. And when people are gonna be like, oh, you need a day off? We got a day off for you, put it for the AVA. We got so many people available to work that you could take off. Same thing they do on the holidays now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, with, with the extra extra program. people, they tell them to go. They only got to work. A word. Yeah, the extra extra people. If if it's filled up in in, in RTO, they give them the day off. Right. So they, right, because they know they got it sold up. They know that they got people here to cover work. Because they getting paid out. for the day anyway. Right. Yeah. Shout out to management. Exactly. For a well thought out contract. <laughs> well thought out contract. Exactly. <laughs> on their end. <laughs> because again, these. Supposed to be seasoned reps. I don't know what they're seasoned with. It ain't pepper. I'm like saying to myself, you know, these these guys are supposed to be seasoned reps because basically a four day work week. It really doesn't sound like management slapped that on the table. It sounds like the these guys, these reps slapped that on the table and, and brought the, and, and picked they that did. idea. They said this is what the membership said they wanted and surfaced. They like the members said they wanted a four day work week. So we brought the idea up. Listen, the, like we said, the members could say they want an ice cream truck Listen, in front of the they're, depot. They already said Are that. you giving it the, to them? The members asked to transfer the New Jersey Transit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the silliest shit I've heard. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, basically, I'm trying to figure out, again, that's another insult to the intelligence because anybody any anybody I would say with at least 10, anybody in, in buses with at least 10 years on the job knows better knows that that's an overtime killer so you're not they're not going to request something like mm-hmm. that exactly. now now newer people you know no offense Jocelyn but newer mm-hmm. people that don't know no better they be oh yeah four days a week yo yeah yeah but you know that's that's an overtime killer but that's and, where the education comes in in the rap you know, to say, listen, that's not going to work. Let me tell you why. But but that's the thing. The reps is vouching for it. It's going to work to them. Yeah, because they're an extension of management. Shout out to the bus reps. Yeah. Shout out to, <laughs> Jason, shout out to your boys, Jay, Willie and, uh, Jay, <laughs> and Richie Davis and Donald. <laughs> oh, yeah. Donald been stealing my swag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's been playing music in his videos. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing, his um, live video. As a rep, and I, I seen it, and I was like, how are you dry snitching on a live? Yeah, telling, saying if you're involved in anything illegal, but meanwhile, the forger, he did something illegal, <laughs> wow. Telling, wow. Pe- telling people, <laughs> if you're doing something illegal, please, um, you know, stop. stay keeping, stop and keep. He got I, all people talking. Huh? I never, ever in my life, seen a union rep say that his members may be doing something mm-hmm. illegal who does that exactly like he think that he who he like only on some captain save whole shit and the only <laughs> like thing everybody's going first of all they need to go back to if people doing stuff illegal they doing it for money he named um direct stuff or if you swiping you doing <laughs> crest, <laughs> doing check or whatever he said he, he named specific crimes <laughs> that shit goes back to Maybe we not getting paid enough. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The thing with that also is that I'm like, I was, I, and it, it start, he started off fucked up. I'm like, oh my God, is he really sitting here saying this? Nobody is at his house like, listen, 
you dry snitching. He like, run his house. He, be he, run, he run his house. Quiet. Like, shh, cut, cool. cut his mic off. And the thing is, all he's doing is bringing heat to his division because it's Basically. nothing for them to send beakies out yeah. to ride you. The other day I was going to work and the GS of a depot was following someone like in the, in a in a dispatch car following a bus, uh, a bus operator. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Are the GS is out here following the bus operator pulling the GS is behind him. It was in no space. So he ducked in the cut I'm like, this is what we doing right now. So the thing that, like, don't bring heat to your members. They have a lot, enough to deal with now. You talk to them separately. Pull them to the side. You have a shop gate where you discuss things to say, listen. Or if you know who it is or you have an idea of who it is, you go talk to that person. And this is another thing to show, like, as reps, they do not forward think. They don't forward plan. They don't have the member's best interest. And he's going to say, oh, yeah, I had their best interest. You did a live to the world. And snitch a public live. <laughs> a public live to the world. <laughs> so my cousin in Virginia could go see it and be like, oh, y'all got some swipers in Manhattan. Let me make a phone <laughs> and, call. And, 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 and MTA? And MTA. Like, why are you doing that? That when I see when I when I watched that live, I said, What's wrong with this guy? First of all, I was mad. I wasn't mad, but I was like, this dude playing music in his videos. <laughs> and then I look at his views. It been out for a week. He ain't cracked seven hundred views. <laughs> like, Yo, they dog, know he drops. If you go, if you go copy my style, at least put up the numbers. And and, and I'm putting my stuff in a private group, which means that if you're not a part of progressive action, you can't see the video. Right. Mm -hmm. So if I do it on my live page, I'll be getting three, four thousand, five thousand views. But mm -hmm. I, I keep it private. Mm -hmm. But that was that was. I wish I had like donkey of the day or something for. <laughs> <laughs> and then he go say, oh. I'm mad that I share a name with Donald Trump. You also share a name with Donald Duck, fool. <laughs> <laughs> and Jocelyn, you sure that it wasn't Donald that was the one sending the uh, GS around to follow them? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> probably, will, probably was after that video. Oh, True. Wow. <laughs> they, yeah. But, you know, videos like that put the heat on workers. I was like, are you serious? Come on now. And then I, every, every bus driver in his division <laughs> should be upset. Definitely. Everyone, because you ain't gotta be. You gonna be treated like a criminal. Yeah, you gonna be treated like a criminal. That's crazy. <sighs> well, basically, Eric, you know, um, you know, I want to contrast a little bit more about um, the difference between, uh, you know, I, I, of course, I know it sounds silly be saying it, but the difference between you know Rogers administration and this administration here. Excuse me. Um, Bless you. Thank you. Excuse me. You know, basically going back to 2002, you know, this is something else that they keep throwing out there to the membership that the health benefits was just for fun given to the MTA. And that's how the MTA has full of full autonomy as to who the health care provider is. You know, I'm getting so tired of hearing this ball. OK, when we came in. And if any part of this is incorrect, I want Mike Stately jumping and uh, help me out on this one. Uh, his brother's very astute. But we were in like a $46 million medical trust fund deficit. The union was on the verge of going bankrupt. 
when Roger accepted Zero in the first year at the contract with the 3-3, three and three, it was to get Transic to pay off the medical trust that saved us from going bankrupt, which we could have been taking into receivership. We also had $6 million union hall deficit on the building. So when we sold the building that was valued at $60 million, I mean $50 million that year, we sold it for $60, had a $10 million profit, took Six million of the ten million dollar profit pay off the building left fifty four million in escrow account earning interest with a five year vacate order that the current administration tapped in and still never explained where the missing millions at. But if you go search Summer Samson's bank account, I guess you'll find it. Yeah, it'll be offshore somewhere. Yeah, it'll it'll be <laughs> offshore somewhere. Hemming is other cronies. But um this administration was the first one to put I mean, not this administration, the former administration was the first one to put the union in the black, okay? We did a lot of things um, in our contract that was for the members that this current administration is just selling out for money, uh, you know, with, with the current contracts and all that and just killing the new hires, as, as well as the workers that's here. You know, now as far as contract wise, like even in the, the contract that we went out on strike with, I'm getting tired of people keep saying that it was the same contract before and after the strike. You know, um, Rochelle had made up a, a chart, which I have in front of me, that was at the union hall back then when the strike was going on on negotiations that took uh, part every different month. And I guarantee you, um, it was not the same uh, contract that was voting. If we did not revote and get leverage for the arbitrator, we could have got a far worse contract uh, that the MTA first wanted, which had the 3062 on it, okay, for the new hires. That's illegal. To change anything with the pension, that's a legislative bill that has to be uh, – passed and opening, not something you attach to the contract, which was a violation of the Taylor law they got away with, but yet we got penalized for going out on strike by violate, you know, violating the Taylor law by striking. We got penalized, they didn't, okay? They had a lot of stuff on there. We had no Martin Luther King Day that was on there. They wanted to um, expand opto. We got that stuff. You know, they wanted to go back to the sick usage to get rid of the 70 uh, 30% and go back to the old sick usage uh, before that. They wanted you to pay 1.5 on the front end and the back end of the contract. A lot of things changed with the contract. But people still under this assumption because Samson and his people keep telling you, oh, it was the same contract. No, it was not. And then you hear people talk about Oh, he allowed the contract date to be changed. First of all, that was an arbitrator's decision. Secondly, me personally, I don't care if the contract date is July 4th, September 18th, when it is. What counts is when I walk, not with the date of the damn contract. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. You can work without a contract for six or seven months Thank you, and Eric. show the arbitrator in good faith that I tried to still negotiate. But when December 15th, come around, can't you still walk? You don't need permission to walk. Isn't it illegal at any time to walk out? Exactly. exactly. So why does the contract date seem to mean so much to people when, when you walk any time it's illegal? You can still walk December 15th. I don't care when the contract day is. Then another thing uh, people have besides the, the contract date issue is... These, these people 
talk about, oh, he gave up the no layoff clause. They don't know what a no layoff clause means. They think it means how it sounds. The no layoff clause means that before the transit authority can lay you off, they must review all means of keeping you employed before they let you go. Jobs go by attrition, reclassification, or provisionals go first. There's no job on the planet where a judge can tell the employer that can provide paperwork to say we are taking the laws that you can't lay off the state in existence. There's no such thing as a true, authentic, no layoff clause. People need to find out what the definition is written in lawyer language, not how it sounds by the English dictionary uh, meaning of a word. Because you, 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 you easily misled, as Jocelyn said earlier about these people being easily misled, it's easy to fool them. We got something better now. We got a Me Too with uh, Long Island Railroad. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. <laughs> Why wasn't the Me Too clause in the last contract when it was counting? <laughs> that's what Long, Long, Long Island Railroad and them got a 17% contract raise. Right. Why wasn't the Me Too clause, being that we cut their throat uh -huh. when we were supposed to be um, supporting them, and we cut their throat and took an 8%, which we all know is not 8%, because with the mm -hmm. 1.5 going to 2%, um, percent, right. and then your union dues going up 5% of your raise, and then the retro tax and all that associated with you had no 8% raise. Mm -hmm. And everybody else across the board in all unions had um, double-digit raises from teachers. The hotel industry had a seven-year deal at 444, 3.5 in one year. Everybody had double digits. The Me Too clause should have been in that contract since you know Long Island Railroad and Metro North were still negotiating with the MTA. Well, it but, wasn't in there because he didn't negotiate the contract. Exactly. exactly. Everybody got to remember that he stalled that contract. And you know, ran the Cuomo for that and contract. And ran, ran the Cuomo for that contract. So well, that's why we got what we got. Well, remember again, he has six million reasons. Speaking to the exactly. mic, bro. Remember, he has six million reasons. That's right. Yeah. So, of course, he was going to um, sell it out. And... The Me Too clause would have been perfect then because you got the Me Too is going to be meaningless now. Long Island Railroad has no leverage to fight for more than what we got now because they already had their big jump in the last contract with the 17%. I think they're going strike. I mm. think they'll take it there. I think they're going strike. Yeah, they, oh, they yeah, probably they would. would. We, we won't right now because this membership doesn't believe in the current administration. I mean, not even that. We can't afford the strike. But they, you know, they don't get no penalty for striking. So I, be, I, I believe that if the MTA try to do them like they did us, they go strike. Yeah, well, they don't fall under the tail alone. Yeah, exactly. But they, we also have to remember the Me Too clause isn't a guarantee. It just says you go back it, to the table. Yeah, it just says you go back to the table, and they say, okay, thanks for coming. That, that, yeah, Have that, a great day. That's just like that. Great point. Great point. Know what the Me Too clause remind me of? You had a buffet, and it's all you could eat. <laughs> and then and then you go back to the buffet. MTA say, yeah, you can go back to the buffet, but ain't no food to eat. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What, what is it? It's saying we. this is going to happen. Long Island Railroad will get a nice raise. Mm -hmm. The members here go jump for joy. Yeah, we go get it. We go get it. Me too, close. Yeah. And then what's going to happen? Ain't nothing going to happen. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing at all. And if my memory serves me correct, when this contract, when our contract is up, I think they'll still be under contract. No, nah, they are, they are out of contract right now. Oh, they out of okay. Yeah, they they are, and I don't understand why they so quiet because their contract was up last year. 
I mean, yeah, December. Okay. De- December last year. December, okay. Well, yeah. they, they bellies are already fat. It's, it's, it's us that didn't get nothing. They got 17%. Mm-hmm. We got negative 6%. Yeah, yeah, we're anorexic right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? But yeah. that's the thing with this whole contract. Nothing is guaranteed. So, you know, the Me Too clause is not going to guarantee that you're going to get Long Island Railroad. You got so many pilot programs and everything. That's all it is. This, this whole Committees. thing starting in 2018, if you, you know. 2019. So 2019. Like, what the hell is all, like, how do you give us a contract that nothing is guaranteed? This is a monopoly contract. Why well, couldn't that- Samuelson at least say, if he go take seven cents, the MTA could afford to pay us seven cent right now. Exactly. They should have gave us that now. I tell you what, though, what's will take effect right away by December of this year? That workers' comp PPO thing will definitely take effect by this year. And that's so, another oh yeah. so, so issue. If we, if we could take that to the bank, you know what I'm saying? That's another issue that we have because this is not even implemented statewide, the workers' comp PPO. Why did he start out with transit? Being the like implementing that program. What did you say when you started your rant a few minutes ago? This is the pilot <laughs> contract, right? Yeah, and right. we're the guinea pigs. Exactly. He did not have to start. He could have stalled that workers' comp PPO. Where's transit going? Because Governor Cuomo's reason for changing the workers' comp PPO is he's saying it's too expensive and companies and businesses are leaving New York. Where is transit going? <laughs> they can't they leave cannot New York. Can't leave New York. New York. <laughs> so he should have stalled. Like, no, we're not taking that. No, you, you doing can't it. leave. No, but that's, the, but that's the point. We can't leave. We ain't leaving. And he go show you, look, I'm going to do it here mm-hmm. to, to, to show you that you can stay here if you apply this. Exactly. But as, this president is, is horrible. And he's doing so many things to the membership and these are things that can't be undone that's affecting your yeah. livelihood that's it's affecting your family your makeup how everything is going to happen so you're going to put a ppo plan in place and then transit is going to control your whole entire workers comp case from the doctor you go to when you return it back to work and then you let's say you they put you back to work and you're like no i'm still injured now you're not going to get paid a differential and then what's going to happen because before you don't get paid a differential your workers comp check go up now what's going to happen? Are you not going to get paid a workers' comp check and a differential because all the doctors belong to transit? Now, and, and this is another thing. We spoke about this with Harry uh, on the phone yesterday because with workers, you know, they, they say that, uh, that, it's, that it's too costly for businesses and companies. Now, let's break this down, right? Now, transit and NYPD, correction, sanitation, you know, basically these are jobs where you have a higher potential of getting hurt on the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, teachers, again, the teachers um, and other office workers and private companies, again, unless it's an industrial environment, what are the odds of you getting hurt? Mm-hmm. Where's all these workers' comp claims coming from in the, in the, in the corporate America mm-hmm. and businesses? So what is he talking about? Where, again, where, these city agencies are the only one that have higher um, what you call it, you know, that have higher cases, you know, higher amounts of comp cases. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so what is he talking about? Businesses are, is, are leaving New York. What yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Everything is done <laughs> just to support, you know, big business and the billionaires and everything else. But Samuelson has put himself in the upper crust of the upper class, so he doesn't <clears throat> see himself as the track worker that he once was. He's not there no more. So he can't... Um, come and you know 
have sympathy with his membership because he's not one of us no more. His pockets ain't like his track workers' pockets. I think that we need to take Samuelson to the yard and see can he climb up and down the train. If he can't, he need to get his ass back to his tools. <laughs> you know, Jocelyn, he hasn't been one of us for a while. When we was going up to union conventions in in um, Las Vegas, he was up there in Hawaiian shorts and flip flops <laughs> on the union convention floor. He had the Flintstone feet. He already <laughs> had visioned himself in paradise, getting paid off, and everything on the union floor. Let's talk. I'm going to tell you this. And, you know, this is something that everyone needs to know for the future. You have to watch how people move. That's with you from the beginning. And mm. when you see things that you know is going to be a problem in the future, Call them out, talk to them. But once you start letting people feel like they're getting away from you and they continuously go that way, this is what we have now. So when you on the ground level and you working and you seeing things, and I mean, people might be like, oh, you going to stab them in the back. This is this is no friendship. You know, we have we're individuals. We go home. We take care of our families. Our livelihoods is affected. He should not have even been allowed to get this far where he's at in his career. I mean, and he's lying. He's, he's been lying because when you look at the tier six, he, they love attacking NYPD. Even NYPD went up two years, but they 22 and out. Yeah. But you ain't mentioned that they, they, they gross. They only do 3%. Mm -hmm. You ain't mentioned that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's, no, there's no pension progression with these guys, even based the fire on their department is twenty two and a half an hour. Yeah, but I'm talking about they, the 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 amount that they contribute to their yeah. pension is only three percent. Yeah, it's not based on your um because think about it, at top pay for them, they base is like, seventy eighty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fire department or the police, all the police, of them, yeah. all of them now. You not paying? They stuck at three percent. So why you ain't talk about that? And it's all tier six. They it, don't it makes no us sense to know these things. Like me and Jamel was speaking yeah. earlier. We might as well go back to a city agency and get out the state. Yeah, because all the cities, all the city agencies, is getting treated better than us. Yeah, the city, you know, the trans, the transit needs to be run by the city again, the way it was in the '60s, going backwards. Because, you know, we're being, you know, basically we negotiate directly with the state. You might as well say, but you know, we get treated, we're getting treated like crap. And we, and what's funny, like we was talking, the city money come from the state, so they strain us and give all the money to the city workers. Yeah. <laughs> Police department is what like thirty something thousand deep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They just as big as us. Yeah. So why they get paid more? Forget about the job or what you do, because every job has its dangers. Right. You know what I'm saying? We they strain us to pay them. You know what I'm saying? And their five years top pay is eighty thousand. So it's like, are you serious? And what what are our top pay five years is still the same? Sixty four, sixty five. Yeah. And we're not enjoying a lot of the retirement benefits. Do you know that there's a seven-year window of death down here? The last time that I was um, serving as a union rep with the previous administration, there was a study done down here. I think it was by OSHA, PESC, and Cornell University. The average transit worker who doesn't like really take care of himself with detoxing and blood cleansing, especially if you're an underground worker, Within four years to the current um, age of retirement and with three years after, the average transit worker will die of cancer. 
mm-hmm. or whatever from all the stuff you're breathing. Where's the okay? class action lawsuit? Yeah, because you you the obvious still dust and asbestos is in your tunnel, but you got industrial strength bleach used down here that's ten times more toxic than mm-hmm. the one you wash your clothes with. You got track fire soot. You have um, sewage down here. You have hepatitis TB. You have so much stuff down here that you're breathing. The burying rack droppings got 20, 30 something diseases a piece down here with poor ventilation. And I can't even name off the top of my head the other 15 things you're breathing down here. Yeah. And and right now, as as you say, we getting treated and black like crazy. And you know, our death rate down here is incredible to why that alone should earn you more than what you get. Well look at the last health study. It was done under Roger. Right. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't been done since 2005. Yeah, but the boogeyman was so bad. Yeah, 12, 12 years went by without a health study. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, you would figure, you know, this administration here, right, they've been in power since 2010, seven years. But basically you figure by right, if the torch would have been, if they would have carried the torch properly and, and, and they would have been a kick-ass administration, Basically, they would have had a contract, you know, we would have had a contract 2012, then three years, 2015, and then they would be negotiating the third contract the end of this year for 2018. And then basically everybody would be, by right, would be, most titles would be in the $40 an hour range with cleaners, with, with, with probably cleaners trailing behind at $38 an hour. Okay. I don't think it would have went up that high because for the past twenty something years we've been getting a dollar less raise. Well, no, that's why I said if you know what I'm saying. I said if they were a kick ass administration, <clears throat> you're talking about three contracts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because this is not fair. You got further separation now with Long Island Railroad than what we got. We moved ten times more people than they do. Exactly, and it's it's, it's a shame. I mean. Their conductors make more than our train operators. I mean, mm-hmm. how how you figure that? <clears throat> To be um, correct and just. Well, the whole system, even they cleaners, because uh, they say, "Oh, our conductors is we, they conductors, Engineers. they conductors is in charge of the train. They gotta investigate this." Well, what the fuck are they they cleaners doing? Picking up gold? <laughs> <laughs> what the, what are they sweeping up? But they call us in charge of the train over here too. Mm-hmm. We get assaulted more than they conductors in a prestigious area that they cover, and we work <laughs> more hours than them as well. You know, we're a 24-hour operation, so we're away from our families, you know, we're away from our families. The Long Island Road is not running 24 hours all day. Let's not forget that they board time, they do it at home. That's right. They don't don't do it at a location. They they do their board time at home, and then they call them and tell them to to go to report to a location. So you could be home home all day and chilling. I ain't know that. Yeah, yeah they got walkie-talkies they carry. Oh, that's wow. what, yeah, because that's what a guy was telling me, and he said, "Yo, yeah." But he, he said he be at his, and he he, he he was telling me how he came to his house and was playing live, playing. playing I was just about to say that. He was like, "Yo," but he, all he got to do is listen out for his radio, and, wow. and, and and then he and then he goes running when they playing call him. PlayStation while you laughing at us, like the wages we get exactly <laughs> laughing at us while you on while you on board. Now I don't mind, you know you. To be logical, you know, day terminals is hella far away, you know what I mean? But here, when we on board, they send us the West Bubble Fuck instead mm-hmm. of keeping us in our area. And then you go, I, if I'm at Stillwell, they want to send me to Far Rockaway. I get to Far Rockaway. There's three other people on board there. <laughs> you mean to tell me you couldn't use one of them? 
Now, the sad thing is, right, and this is the crazy, <laughs> another crazy thing about the system. Now, riding the train from Stillwell to Far Rockaway, it's like forever. You know, it's like the Warriors are trying to get home in that old movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. But when you drive from Stillwell to Far Rockaway, you get there like that. Yeah, but you got to follow their rules. Exactly. You got to follow You got to stay in the system you once you swipe. The, yeah. Once you're on the clock, yeah. you got to stay, yeah. stay in the system. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get in the car accident, bro. It happened though, mm-hmm. but um, I know somebody it happened to. They ain't get in trouble. Oh really? Yeah, they ain't get in trouble. Oh okay. They must know somebody because they know what it is. We drive. You can't tell an extra extra person that he can't drive. You can't tell him because ain't no telling where he may end up in this system. How you tell him that? And then Geo, all types of stuff is going home, going on at nighttime. You'll never get home. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, you got to do something when you're out you out there. You got, you got Mike on the road bed, flagging everything, 10 miles <laughs> per hour everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, especially yeah. that Queens corridor. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Damn. So, Mike, so now basically when they get this implement, when they get this, um, this three-day work week crap implemented and, they, uh, and, they, and the overtime gets cut at construction flagging, so now what does that leave senior conductors like yourself to do to get money? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think many of us um, will probably. You know, we're going to be probably looking for the exit signs because, uh, for the most part, uh, any of us that pick construction flagging, you know, we come there because you know we can we can pad our salaries, you know, pretty lucratively over our base pay, and you're already making a sacrifice when you come down here because you don't have weekends off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we work every weekend, um, so you already giving up your weekends. You coming down, you know, f- to make money. So now, if you take that away from me, and then you tell me I still don't have weekends off, what's the incentive for me to be there? Exactly. And is it true that they man uh, management is drafting people who got six months in? Yes. For flagging, how can you have somebody that got six months on the job for flagging? They don't even know what a train sound like. Like when you down here and you got experience, you can hear you can hear a train and tell what kind of train it is. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a recipe for disaster right now because we we've already had situations this this past weekend um, where you had even elected officers in the local that is actually was getting over on. Um, in fact, you had uh, one of the guys, uh, Mike Locher, who uh, he used to flag, but he picked back picked a road job. And he came down to work a flagging job on his RDO and then was trying to, which he doesn't have any, any preference now in flagging because he's a road conductor. Yeah. So basically anybody, whether you're an auxiliary flag or whatever, you have to take precedent over, you know, folks that are coming off from the road. And he came in and tried to exert seniority over folks, over auxiliary flaggers. And, uh, and it was crazy, you know, so it caused a whole lot of controversy. Because right now you have, they created these jobs where they have conductors who actually flag or they work the platform two or three days out of the week and then they'll flag on the weekends. So they've just trained at least about 60 of them down there within the last two or three weeks. And so now this past weekend was the last weekend that they came out, you know, where they finished their training and now they, you know, they were operating solo. And that's that prepackaged stuff just to get it clear. Where right. you work the road yeah. or do platform and then you Yeah, you'll work the platform if you let's say if you work AMs, 
they'll have you flagging on Saturday and Sunday, and then maybe you'll get like a Wednesday, Thursday off, and then the other the other three days you'll uh, you'll work the platform. Uh, if you work in PMs, then they'll have you flagging Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, because you'll be able to start the GO on Friday night and go right through the entire weekend, and then they'll have you working the platform on two days. And then you have two days off during the week, either way. So they have your days already, you know, prepackaged in terms of, you know, what two days you have off. And they pretty much are telling you, you know, um, what days you're on the platform, what days you're on. So you, you, you're actually going between two different, two different pay responsibilities because the days that you, you work in the platform, you know, you'll get the road rate. Then the days you're flagging, then you get the flagging rate. So... On the days, on the days in in that scenario, on the days that you're um, flagging, would those be the thirteen hour days? Um, that's separate. That's, well, that's that, up to separate. Because you can't. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a separate entity from the from the three day work week. But yeah. when you look at that in terms of how they're doing, how they created these jobs, it almost creates the template for how they would want to implement a three day work week. Because basically. For those uh, conductors that are working the platform two days a week and then they flag on three days like Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, that's really the three days. Normally when we work on – when we flag on the weekends, you know, we're not talking about peak hours, you know, rush hours Monday through Friday. So you can pretty much flag, you know, all day on the weekends. So a lot of times when we're flagging on the weekends, we're out there, you know, maybe 12-plus hours. You know, so you're working pretty much to cover a lot of the general orders that take place on the weekends. And um, so this is what they're doing. So they're having all of this, you know, extra manpower down there. And in many cases, we don't, we have more, we have more bodies and we have work. So we're already starting to see an excess of personnel. And it's already starting to have an effect in terms of the amount of money that folks are going to earn. So if this thing, you know, comes down the pipe full circle, you know, many of us won't be here. You know, we'll be looking to probably, you know, for me, it, it won't benefit me to stay. I might as well just pick a road job where I know I can have my weekends off. And if I want to, you know, want to make money, I can pick something, you know, make a little money. Would you do the A or B division? Uh, well, I'm kind of partial to the A because, you know, all my career I've been in the A. Good. Stay away from my B division job. Mike, Mike has Mike more seniority than me. So. <laughs> Mike has more seniority than me. You, you, <laughs> thank stay you. right there, right? You stay on that three line, brother, where so. I first met you at. <laughs> A whole bunch of people going to be mad. Y'all going to come upstairs and start bumping people. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> It was crazy because a, a lot of them in flagging asked me a lot of time, yo, why don't you come to flagging? Why don't you come to flagging? Things is getting so worse over here. There's no way I would go there. No way either. That 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 dollar, they they wave that dollar in front of you like, come and get it. I would never pick flagging, ever. It's not safe. It's mm -hmm. not safe. And how come um since they were waving dollars for the Arctic bus and stuff like that, how come you never gave train operators a dollar for doing opto? They give them two dollars. They give they give them two dollars. Yeah, we got sellout job. That cuts conductors jobs. Yeah, yeah, basically they get they get they get two dollars. Basically, and then another thing that people are not talking about in buses is yo, you know they're happy with interline bus routes, and I'm like, listen, that's another thing that cuts down your work because instead of having 
two bus routes with let's say 60 runs out there during the week now you you interline everything so now it cuts it down to let's say between those two lines you got service on both those lines but now both of them when you go to the pick board they each have 30 runs here's the thing with the interline and, and um mca might be losing because if you have if the first line is messed up, now the second line is messed exactly. up. Exactly. And a lot of dispatchers <laughs> tell me that that's what's happening out there. That like, is especially the now let's look since they implemented interline and you have the New York state city speed limit went down. You have all these bike lanes, bumps on the road. So it slowed buses down a tremendous amount of time. And, you know, the paddles don't change. They still have, you know, the time that they want you to make on a paddle. And the cameras on the bus, everything is slowing the bus down. And I'm going to tell you, each and every day, I'm late. I'm fucking up my second half. Well, it's not me. It's transit because you put a schedule in. You want us to make the schedule, but then you want us to drive slow. And then now you have to take your lunch break. And then I go back to my second half. I'm not there on time. By the time I get to the terminal, the line of people is like to the corner. And they're looking at me like, well, where were you? And I'm like, well, I was on the first line because that's where they have me at. And it's no way to control the lines to get them where you need to be. Who as if it wasn't into line before. It's not in the contract. It's, it's something that started in, in TA service in Brooklyn. <clears throat> and and basically, it's from there it just spread from wild like wildfire. But oh. so how can they do it if it's not in the contract? So why the union don't fight it? Well, it's, well, they it's too late now. It's too late now. But then <clears throat> basically, you know, that's something we got to talk with. Harry, they got to talk with Harry about that. Um, it's it's a give back for something, you know. Like if somebody wanted something, so that's you know, so that's how all that started, you know. But it's real. But it's but, but again, it's something that's been detrimental. <laughs> but it hurts the community, yeah. you know, and that's where the union needs to come in and rally the community to say, well, listen, you know why your bus is late? Because it's over here on this line. You think anybody because, in Garrison Beach take buses? Well, there's more, you know, listen, there's. You asking a man who could lead the rally and get from Garrison Beach. They don't know about buses over there. I, I don't I'm not from Far Rockaway. I think they have like one or two bus lines. That's not Far Rockaway. Jefferson Beach is Brooklyn. Beach oh, that's is Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um they may have bus lines over there. However, certain lines aren't into line. Maybe that's a line, you know, the B three or something that runs out there. Yeah, Who on knows? Avenue U. But, on Avenue U that yeah. may that's a senior line out of Flatbush Depot. So that line in particular might have a long swing, so you know they're gonna be back out on their second half. To accommodate, there's ways that the MTA serves different communities and make sure that these lines run. But this leadership has no community outreach, none. No. Zero. But that's and that's the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. To get ahead of your issues with MTA, they have to have community outreach because right now, if you want to go into, let's take the Q55 out of Queens for an example. They changed the line around. Um, you know, now we they they moved the turns and everything else. There's so much construction going on at Ridgewood Terminal. So that line in particular you have is always a backup. There's always people waiting, 30, 40, 50 people to get on the bus. 
your current administration need to reach out to the community to say, listen, we're going to have the community board. Let's force the MTA to not interline this line. Let's go to this depot and force the MTA because your bus is late on Myrtle Avenue in Queens because that bus is downtown Brooklyn. Oh, better yet, what's that What's that lady name? Letitia who? Letitia James. Oh, you she's pay, from Fresh Pond, It right? don't matter where she's from. She's the public advocate. Oh, no, no, no. But well, Latanya is from Fresh well, Pond Depot. Forget about Latanya. We're talking about the Letitia James, the politician. Okay. The public advocate. Where's, mm-hmm. her, where's her lobbying for this? Exactly. Because I'll tell you something. Again, up in Riverdale, the politicians and the, and the, and the people who live up there... They, you know, like I, you know, they basically rally, and they and 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 they force the MTA's hand to make their bus service better up there. That's mm-hmm. the BX7, the BX10, and the BX20 up there. Let me yeah. tell you. Let me tell you. It's so crazy. I, well, I don't think Eric worked the. You, when the last time you worked the queue? Hmm. You ain't worked the queue in a long time. Let me tell you something. The outside PA announcements have to be off at seven o'clock, <laughs> going through those white communities. Yeah, I remember that. There are out there. I thought that's in the rule book anyway. Where no, it's 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 twenty one hundred. Oh, twenty one hundred. Okay. Through that specific community outside, it got to be off by seven o'clock. Oh, okay. So the public has a lot of, of leverage. Yeah. A lot, okay. a lot of leverage yeah. on how things could be done with the MTA because they they serve the public. Exactly. So, but the union is so foolish. They don't they don't they don't use the public as an ally. Mm -hmm. They put on our contract demands fan creases. Yeah. Which don't have nothing to do with our contract. Why would you even put that in the public head of fan creases? That we have uh, control over that. And then and then the MTA always they narrative. We got to raise fares. Why? Because we giving them a raise. Not one time has Samuelson said that is untrue. And that's exactly. he, he does not address the public on any issue at all. And this is where we're lacking. He's lacking in educating the members and educating the public at the same time. How are you going to educate? This is the same guy who said cost of living and inflation is the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> who is he educating? It, I mean, you have him, his team. He had, this is what I'm saying. I I understand what you're saying. He can't educate, but we need people in place that's going to educate. It's dual education that needs to be done on both ends. I got a new name for that slate. It's called Swindle United. That's all (laughs) they want to do is fucking swindle swindle the fucking membership. Straight con artists. Tier six, it was was worth its weight in gold. Everybody got their age increase, but you ain't mentioned that 3%. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got we got new care. I may need her to speak on her experience on the shop steward class. Oh yes. really? <laughs> yeah. She oh. does she got her certificate today. I know she was happy because Congratulations. We, we, was ha- we was we was happy. Oh, okay. You know, pull up a chair, sit next to Chanel. Where that stool at? Yeah. Well, we want her to um this is really a RTO show today. Yeah, it sure is. Sure is. Yeah. Jamal, don't worry. We elbowing in this whole thing. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. We got Miss Nuke McLaurin. Um, we use governments oh, we on use this governments show. We use governments on this show. So <laughs> what? What is it, Kimberly? She's she's the MTA Eve. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say hello to everybody. Hi. Did you? What what kind of get what kind of what, you gave her headphones? 
What kind of what kind of hoes? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Suck at this. Here you go. Look, put your headphones on. Oh, okay. It's gonna mess up my perm. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and Sharon. Okay. So um, tell tell the people about your experience. You just graduated shop steward class today. What you what was your experience of, of the whole class? Um, overall, I remember. Speaking to the mic. I remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn? Um, did you learn anything? I learned more listening to this broadcast than I did uh, in the six weeks in class. Um, it was basically just Nick just uh, pretty much promoting the current administration, him uh, giving his viewpoints on the contract and how it was good for the membership. It was just pretty much like telemarketing. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nick Bedell, right? The, the telemarketer, exactly. Slash slash broker. Oh my god! Yeah. Now, do they have like books and literature that they give you guys to study from for this class? Negative. Nope. What? They give you handouts. Give Just you a contract. Contract. Yeah. And handouts. Just big book. Just big contract book here. Nick Bedell was so frustrated when I came to his class that day. He's frustrated when anyone asks him any questions. To be <laughs> But he was frustrated that day that we was grilling him, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we was in the class. <laughs> but the shop store class is, is, I'll let you tell it. It's bullshit. Okay. It's bullshit. But um, I would advise everyone to take it. And like I said uh, on a post earlier, couple that with um, listening to the show. Like, go back to day, well, you could probably skip the first uh, broadcast. That I'm sorry, but yeah. Start from number two <laughs> and work your way up. Um, we had a lot of too much music. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the first oh, show was with Christy. Oh, that's why. Oh, oh that's why. Okay. <laughs> 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 Y'all leaving that up there? Goodness. Yeah, got it. It's history. You know it's so crazy. It's history. Let me it's tell you history. That's right. Somebody hit me up when because the the year the year the show came up recently. Somebody mm -hmm. said, "Damn, it was all good just a year ago." Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> let me yeah. tell. Let me tell the listeners what happened. Kia was hating and told Crystal originally not to come on the show. Crystal was supposed to come back for another show, and she didn't come up on the show. She was listening to Kia, so. The boat started to get rocked right there. Mm -hmm. And then she started to try to make me do work for her. Because people hitting me up is like, yo, I'm having problems. I can't get in contact with Crystal. I hate Crystal. I said, Crystal, why you ain't picking up the you know, phone? You know, she's picking it up for me at the time. Why you ain't picking up the phone? Oh, I'm, I'm busy. You know, you could take it down and, and send them to me. I'm not your secretary. <laughs> you, you. Every time somebody try to do something like that, I think about, what 50 Cent said, I'm not going to allow you to bow wow me. You know what I mean? You're, you're not going to do that. I don't work for you. The good thing you did, you'll be holding her purse. Oh, we don't want to talk about it. She, she gets somebody's released holding her bags. And, oh, word? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. She don't know how to work for herself because she needs to learn how to run a union meeting. Mm. You know, when you when you gonna start meetings and you don't start with the Pleasure of Allegiance and you don't read the minutes <laughs> from the last meeting and you got Mike Staten in your audience directing you every second on how to run a union meeting, why are you in that chair? 
I think she's mad at Mike. She may have mentioned to me that Mike left her on the road or some on, on, on in the tunnel or something like that and picked up the lamps or some bullshit like that. Listen, Mike was trying. <laughs> what? Mike was trying to teach her behind the scenes on how to be a more effective chairperson, trying to run the um the department. She clearly does not know what she's doing. I think Joe said the same thing too. He helped out with a lot of stuff. She started rebelling on everything. You can't tell her nothing. Now, that's the same experience I had. Well, you know, Nuke, I'm happy that you're here too because you could talk about the um, Black History Month celebration. Oh yeah, I, gotta, <laughs> I would love to hear about that. That was so disrespectful. As a Harlemite, it was disrespectful. It really looked like they just said, "Okay, we have free food. Everyone come upstairs." There was a woman there with a, a Jets jersey on and yeah. sneakers. <laughs> now, when you go to um, Alhambra uh, Ballroom. It's a staple in Harlem. You're supposed to dress at least business casual. And like I said, well, Samuelson had it on his, his favorite shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just it was just crazy. It was um, unorganized. You can tell it was just thrown together. Um, the sound was completely off. They uh, promised a, a, a special guest. I can't remember what the comedian name was, but they had just showed a video of her instead of her actually showing up. It was just bad. It was just Which, really bad. And it was it was mostly the staff patting themselves on the back and like uh shaking each other's hands and commending. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't even see how it was even related to um Black History. Black History Month, except for the fact that they gave awards to the staff that happened to be black. Which day was that they had David Dinkins up there? Same, I don't, that was that black was that, history. That was that night. Same day, my, right? My aunt was so upset that um he was there. You know, for the sellout president, because my aunt worked for him. My aunt speaking was, to the mic, bro. My aunt was Rosemary Washington. She was city commissioner, juvenile justice on David Dinkins' administration. She was the top boss in Spofford when he got elected to be mayor. She, um, he recruited my aunt out of Spofford to run all city commissioner, juvenile justice. We were both wishing we could have got to him to talk to him to let him know. Who he was accompanying on that show? That's what. That's that's. If I would have went, I probably would have had a. I would have probably heckled Samuelson. Like this, your first Black History Month you came to ever, and this probably was because we harassed you to come. Now, see, I don't have an issue with um, David Dinkins being there because sometimes we have to separate who's bringing the person to mm -hmm. us and what the person message is going to be that's coming to us. Very true. You know. Samuelson, okay, he put together a half-ass um, Black History Month celebration, and I'm going to put it out there that I'll be available ass. to do their events because all progressive action events come out, you know, top-notch. And we, and <laughs> I, and hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm uh, plugging myself. On. Let's, let's, let's take it back. They fool was canned good food. From what I understand, we the don't do canned good. Yeah. Progressive. It was canned good food. Canned good, canned good food. Wow. Now, now, glory. Hold on, glory. We, hold on. We in, we in Harlem. We got Sil. You, you got Sylvia's. Disgusting. Don't even you, do that. You got Jacobs on Lennox and 129th. But but it's better than canned food. Yes. You got you got manners. You got all well, those Nuke soul is food from places. Harlem. Nuke, where could they have gotten a catered place? Hold on, to Nuke. Do? I, Nuke I just told you Nuke, Jacobs. No, no, no. Nuke, Nuke, oh, Nuke don't eat meat. So she's not credible in this. That's, oh, wow, that, I do eat food. She just started not eating meat. Yes, thank you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I eat 
fish. Does that count? No. Yeah. But the thing is, don't don't give us some half ass shit and be like, oh, I did for you. You know, you could have kept it in the union hall, but like you said, it was the party for whomever was. Oh, that's, that's another thing. Elected. Since why have it in Harlem? I'm not mad you had it in Harlem, but you should at least patronize some black businesses for Black History Month. You patronize all these white. And businesses. there are a lot of black leaders in Harlem who could have came to this event as well. You know, when you're going to put together something and again, you sell it to the people. OK, our members of voting members come in, let them know what you do for the district. You know, use the businesses around. They live there because I'm sure the people in Harlem and from the Bronx and, you know, all the refugee members was happy <laughs> to come to Harlem. Was Marvin, Harlem. was Marvin Harlem there? Was he? Yes, he was. He was. He was Did he give a speech? Well, I wouldn't know. I didn't stay for the whole thing. Oh. They have to do better by us and for us. Canned food. I'm still. Are you serious? Y'all serious? That's what Gary Ann told me. She said. She said I cook. This is canned food. (laughs) I I told her. I said go find a can, please, and take a picture. Oh (laughs) man. (laughs) It couldn't have been made. Nah, hell no. It wasn't made. Nah, but just like I tell you what, we had checked the LM twos. Yeah. Oh no, that'll be out. That'll be 2017. Right. That'll be out for next year. Yeah. But that food wasn't. That you could look at it. It looked like slop. It looked like mess hall food. Oh, okay. They could have asked the church women to, you know, cook the food and prepare it and bring it over. But you can't we as the membership have to start voicing our opinion when they try to give us these half ass celebrations, these, you know, these awards like and surface, this appreciation award will give you a breakfast. We have to put more value on ourselves as a membership to make them do more for us. This administration is getting away with what is being done because we're allowing it. You know, and we have to start putting the value. You can't let Sam Houston put the dollar on you. You have to say, this is what I'm worth. This is what I need. You know, with the cleaners, I can't clean that until you give me everything I have. With the bus operators, I can't drive this bus because it's not up to 19A standards. It's dirty. It's not clean. You know, things have to, we have to start speaking up for ourselves so we can demand that they give us what we need to have. As long as we continue to work in these conditions, to not say nothing, or very few of us say something so we look like we're starting trouble, they would just outcast us and continue on doing what they're doing. They can outcast us. And and this new award, and this new bus driver award, a guy in the Bronx showed me today, all all it is is a pin Mm -hmm. that he put on his tie. And I said, that's all it is? He said, yeah, but they they started, the, the pilot program is in the Bronx right now. Nothing say you appreciate me than giving me money. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want your your breakfast. Exactly. <laughs> I can buy my own breakfast. Exactly. With the money that you show me that you appreciate me with. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody needs to remember it's it's not even a two dollar raise over this over the life of this year. So that's what people got on this you know, now today there was a water main break <clears throat> and uh, and Court Street on the R train downtown uh, below Castle Montague was uh flooded out. So basically again, this is what I mean by say Everybody needs to know their worth when it comes time to really put in some work. You know what I'm saying? But every but people people who voted yes for this again, you know, a lot of people voted yes for social reasons. You know, because I was told 
that when people see um, the dad up in the Bronx, again, up at Gun Hill, when people see Richie Davis and them, they, they be going up to him telling him, yo, yo, what's up, man? Yo, I'm voting yes for the contract, man. Yo, what's up? What's going, you know, in other words, it's, yo, that's my man, so I'm going to vote yes. Can I ask you a question, uh, Jamal? Yeah. Do you think in buses that the union should still control the overtime and, and everything with some of them using that to intimidate the workers uh, for the way they vote or movements that happens to stop movements in the bus depots and stuff like that. Because I hear all the time about the intimidation that goes on in buses. We don't have that in RTO because the union doesn't control that. What um, is your view on that? My view on that is... Good, good question, Eric. My view on that is they need to lose control of it. And I'll tell you why. Because it'll give more fairness and more impartiality to people when they want to get overtime and when they want to get RDOs and stuff like that. But basically, you have still have a lot of favoritism. In other words, even after the bus consolidation, that's one thing that Mapstore held on to was the fact that the union can control the overtime and control all of that stuff. So now that, um, you know, on the TA side, you know, management basically gives out the work. The dispatchers, they do the list. So, again, it'll be, it'll be more fairness as far as who gets what, and how you know, and how many how many pieces of overtime members get? Now I think in the next election, then you know members and buses have to sacrifice a little bit to get this administration out, and not worry about the overtime list and the RDO list and all that. Because if you really want change, you have to not fear that. Because I I hear that all the time. Reasons why some people are going one way or another. But, you know, up until you get these people out, you're going to have to sacrifice. Right. Well, see, just like Mike state, you know, just like Mike was saying earlier, um, you know, even back during Roger's time, Map Store was always has always been a hard cookie to crumble when it comes to that. You know, when it comes to the votes and, and, and elections and stuff, because they, it's just a, it's just a, it's like a fratern, hard knock fraternity, you know, that's just hard to break. Well, wow. I would actually prefer if we had more control in RTO, far as like if the union did control the overtime. I would like to take more power away from management. You ain't go get shit. You part of progressive action. Exactly. You know overtime. <laughs> exactly. Because see, <laughs> you know, period, straight across the board. Because let me, okay, let me tell you another. Let, let me touch on something else, and this is good. This is in reference to an article that I saw on Facebook recently where it's a, um, a Teamsters local, 707, where you have um, their members who are retired, they, you know, guys who are in their 70s, um, they have issues with the pe reduced pensions because the pension was controlled by the union. Okay, so basically, again, the union basically fucked up the members' pensions, you know, the same, the same way how when our union had the health benefit trust back in the day, basically they, they fucked up. And so that's why we had to, you know, hand it over to management. So basically, when it comes to control of these things like pensions and, you know, when it, you know, the union can get, depending upon what administration is in there, they can basically get, you know, become out of control and certain people would get, you know, it'll be a lot of favoritism and misuse and corruption. So that's why sometimes you got to take take it out of their hands and, and give it to people who are going to be more professional about it. But now, thanks, thank God our union doesn't control our pensions or we'd be in, we'd be in 
deep shit. But here's the thing as far as like the overtime and everything. You still have favoritism from the dispatches. You sure do. Given out overtime and everything else because in TA surface you'll submit your um your slip to the chair and they'll put how many pieces that you have and it'll go to management and they'll give it out accordingly that way. But they have work that might be additional work that might be available and let's say they finish the list and then the next day it's work available and someone who put in for overtime didn't get overtime but they won't call them they'll start calling their people that they know to do the work so on both ends there's favoritism you know it has to be a we have to follow the system that's in place as far as how many pieces you have and then in seniority order how it's given out they have to follow the system on both ends because both management and the union take advantage of that list because I've seen dispatchers say, well, I know I'm going to call this person because I know they're going to work. And that person ain't even put in a slip. Right. And well, then what happens is when the dispatcher call them because they didn't put in a slip, they don't get any pieces counted against them. So their bank is always looking at zero. So it goes both ways. Everyone needs to follow the procedure that's put in place, regardless if you have the union in charge or management in charge. As far as MAPSTOA, they have to start holding their elected officials accountable and finding out what rules were broken against them. If they put in a slip or however they have it, you can't be a bully unionism. There's rules in place. But the people are afraid to go against the grain, and that's the issue. Be a man, be a woman, and stop this person from running your life and running your household. Now, by right, see, now the way, you know, under the old honor system in OA, <clears throat> the, 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 the members who used to get most of the overtime in the depots were the senior guys who were looking, who were looking to go out. The chairman would feed them, okay? It was, it was old, it's an old honor system, okay? But... By right, it's supposed to go by the lowest earner. That's how it's supposed. That's how the overtime is really supposed to be given out. How many? Who has the person? The member with the least amount of pieces is supposed to get the overtime over the person who's got the most pieces. Okay. So, um, so basic, but basically, and then and then it also comes down to, again, um, again, you know, not covering for anybody, but if work let's. Because let's say, again, you have worked, they do the list, right? They know that these pieces of work are open, but then you do have work sometimes that opens up unexpectedly, mm-hmm. basically unscheduled overtime. So, again, whether it's the ma- whether it's the dispatcher on the TA side or whether it's the union on the map store side, they have the responsibility to make sure that work gets filled as much as possible. Again, you don't want work, you don't want work to go down. They don't, you, you should know. still go to the list of the people who put in for overtime to start calling them first. That's where the favoritism come in. You'll call, or I'm going to call Shamel because I know he's always working. When Anthony was here on the list and he didn't get no work, you go back to that list and you say, I'm going to call whoever didn't get work first from the list that's already put from the people that put in no i know versus, what you're saying oh when it i'm comes, gonna fill it with the people that i know when they because do, they're gonna work well right you know when they again when they do the list when it's planned when it's when it's scheduled when they do the list you know again that's how they just face some favoritism in there but again when when work opens up unexpectedly i'm talking about people who call out sick people who get have accidents effort 
FFDs, and for whatever other reason. So now a, a, a second half or something opens up. So it's like, okay, now you're not gonna go to somebody who's sitting at home. It's like you got this half open up that you gotta that's 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 you got a second half that's starting, let's say, an hour. So now you wanna you wanna get somebody quick who could fill this second half. Eric it, and Mike. It could be somebody. It could be somebody coming in off the road who comes in there. And you ask me, say, yo, how we let? But this, I, how, I can how, understand what she's saying a little bit though. I know what she does. No, no, I cut you off. I know what she's saying. But exhaust the list first, and then you have the people right there on the spot for the emergency GOs and all that. Every pick in RTO. Well, an RTO. I, don't I know put how. I put in a slip at the beginning of the pick to be on the overtime list. They don't always follow that list. Sometimes other people are are getting jobs, and I'm on the list, and I see somebody else's job, I'm like, but I'm on the list, I submit it. Only mm-hmm. time they seem to follow that list is when there's a shortage, okay? When, when a lot of jobs are not you know, filled in, maybe a lot of conductors went up to train operators, some others retired, other people called out sick. Now when they're thirsty for workers, the list is always followed. I, I'm glad we got back on track because they almost tried to steal our show. This is an RTO show. They talked about buses for about 15 minutes just now. That's how we count, doing buses. You, you we take over. You counting the minutes? They over here talking about some something we don't even know what they talking about. But they yeah. used to tell um, train operators that they reached a cap when there's no cap. So right. they used to cut off their overtime at a certain point. So I don't know if that was just straight hating or what. They they did do that. They they stopped that practice a, a while ago. Um, because Mike, who was it that put in the challenge for that? Because we we. Um, I'm not sure in terms of. The, I know they had um two contracts ago. They were trying to um introduce some language in the departmentals. Um. But um, you know that language never went through. Because they had a story about a, uh, a superintendent that wasn't too happy about a conductor driving an Escalade, so he cut the overtime on the line. <laughs> oh, my Escalade? Uh, Escalade. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that superintendent don't need to come to no bus depot because they'll be, they'll be really <laughs> mad. <laughs> Shit. That's like a car show at some of these depots, man. Are you yes, kidding exactly. me? This was a few Please. Shout, shout, out, shout out to our transit workers getting that legal money. Once again, we don't know what the hell oh, Donald yeah. Yates talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I got now. I got to get the um, the the Jay Z, the shit from the Jay Z album. You rat bastard! <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that sound bite now. Oh, it's nothing but snitches and rats in the union. They calling the police on us. They insinuating that transit workers is criminals. It's criminals swiping and checks and you know if you what, what's up with Yates, man? He still got that gag order. I don't know. I doubt it. Not after all this time. No <laughs> shit. He damn sure ain't got no gag order snitching. Where's the gag order for that? Damn, we went from thugs they... to scabs to scammers. What's, what's next? Well, they're going to keep calling the police on y'all because <laughs> they, they fear progressive action. Y'all the modern day new directions. It's like I say in the um, newspaper article. You know, with the new wave of doing everything with modern technology and the way you can get information around and stuff like that, y'all just y'all remind me of New Direction, just a modern day version that came a little bit more hardcore. He crazy. He say they go continue to call the police. <laughs> they go continue, yeah. You know. Yeah. So hey. another theme song you need is "F the Police." Get some NWA in it. Uh, <laughs> nah, I, I, Since I, play, you was I talking about. I play. What's the name for them? Um, KRS One. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the police. My favorite artist, by the way. Oh, when, okay. When, when they call the police on us, that was my theme song for okay. those guys. Yo, you know I brought him to the union hall twice with the last administration oh, yeah. through um to speak. Oh yeah, bring him to the show. I, I brought Karis one twice. He also performed on one of my shows. Oh yeah, bring him to here. Yeah, bring him here, definitely. Bring him here. Oh yeah. And I, I and, I, and I bring Sadat X. We have him and Sadat X at the same time here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Sadat X is one of my boys too. Talked to him last week. Yeah, he's a teacher. So mm-hmm. he's gonna bring him up here for the teacher show. Oh. Maybe I'll reach out to him. Oh, okay. I'll shoot him a text tomorrow. Yeah. But this this I'm that that bothers me insinuating that transit workers is doing illegal stuff. Like that that bothers me to the core. That's not unionism. That's like is he on a tenant patrol? <laughs> do, do local one hundred have a tenant patrol? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what, what the hell is he doing? And the, he and got the, his dad jeans. And on. the sad his dad, his dad jeans. <laughs> Yo, you know what's so funny about his page? He was bowling. His jeans got to be like a forty-four. <laughs> no, you know what it is. His jeans maybe not that big because you know. Yeah, matter of fact, he don't get his tail his show, his clothes tailored because you know when you short but you fat. <laughs> You still got to buy the lymph. Husky, husky, husky. You know you got to buy the lymph. So his jeans, his jeans is like a 44, but they like an Eric 44. Eric about 6'4". So, the inseam is a 40. Yeah. So his jeans is like stupid baggy. Oh, man. But what makes matters worse is that, you know, transit workers have been given like a bad name in the public anyway oh they're thugs and that's what you i'm know, saying why would you, you say something alive and confirm what the public is already thinking you like, know what we need to do since his his joint is private tomorrow i'm gonna suggest all the progressive action we gonna leave rats up under his <laughs> video we go spam his page with rats that's like the beehive with the bees yeah Facts. exactly we go say that donald yates <laughs> is snitching and I need everybody to go to his page and leave rats up under his page. But he talks about so much illegal activity. Mm. Wasn't Samson the guy who was almost indicted, indicted. for stealing money he had to sign over financial controls to James Little, who was the former uh, union president of the International yeah. Union? I mean, but even with him, forging signatures. Yeah. Forging signatures. The whole administration has been corrupt. Wasn't right. he? Wasn't he sec- had, the kettle black? Right. You, you had sexual, well, sexual harassment. Yeah, but hold on. Let's stick to Donald Yates. Wasn't he accused of getting physical with a woman? Mm. Wasn't mm-hmm. he alleged of that? Wow. From from the Liz herself. She Liz said it herself. Publicly. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, isn't that a crime? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Should he be. was. He needs to look be. at the man in the mirror. We need to play Michael Jackson for him for my next <laughs> live. <laughs> you got to face the man in the mirror, man. Like these, he he disappointed me with that. You know. And another thing with this deal, real quick, I got to get it off. It is that people, you know, are not are forgetting that if you don't, if you have a, a, a minimum amount of overtime, and you got to remember, manage, um, management's policy on dual employment. They're strict, you know. They'll always, based on your attendance, that's what they go on when they when you try to approve dual employment, you know. So basically, if you don't get dual employment, then guess what? These people will try to keep you stuck here, and now you and now everybody voted to shoot themselves as far as overtime goes. That's another thing. It's particularly tight again, particularly titles. These are you know bus driver and 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 and, and RTO. When it comes to you know, when it comes to schedule driven departments, they're funny. You know what I'm saying? 
You left a rat up under his face? Several. <laughs> she left a rat That's good. Nuke, I hope you next. Started some, early. Leave forward some, planning. Leave some rats up under his face. Of his, course, of course. Yeah. That's, see, so that's, gonna put so he gonna take it down. Yeah. That's what we that's what that's what we gunning for. But it don't matter. You either I, I gonna down, leave it up I, there with I, the rats on, no, and you I gonna down, take it down. I downloaded it to my computer. I well, know how to download nice, but, Facebook Live. But videos, we so. we aggressive right now, and if he don't take the video down, it's gonna be a whole bunch of rats up Fuck on there. Yeah. Yeah. All his lives like, gonna be like this is this is on. what we gonna do. Yeah, we go we go we go we go put a gag on on his lives. We gonna make we gonna make him do all his lives private. Yeah, this is another thing I want the membership to do. You know, this TWU have Facebook pages. They have Twitter. They have, um, what's that, Instagram? Yeah. They have Instagram. I'm sorry, I sound a little old right now. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) we need, like, when you're available and you see this bullshit that they're pushing to the public, go and attack it on the page. Do not let them be out here acting like they're working for you and they're not. Go on that Instagram, go on that Facebook and write your comment, drop the truth and have them do things the correct way. Do not let this membership front like they're working for you and they're not. I gotta, I gotta We're not hit, doing that. I no got to hit my boys, um, KJ Lake. And um, Ron Griffin up yeah, to you, lead to lead that fucking charge with the rats. Yeah, <laughs> I got You know, I, you know, you mentioned them. I wanna, I wanna get Neil Delant and and KJ and, and Ron Griffin. Yeah, I wanna get the. I want, I wanna have a, a Bronx show. Right. You know, uh-huh. if they're listening, I wanna have a Bronx show. Yeah, it know? was a good show with them. So yeah, yeah. We, I want them to come back. Yeah, I want them to come back definitely because we gotta know what's going on up there in the Bronx. There's a lot because the Bronx has just basically been forgotten about. Yeah. You know, we talk about Manhattan, of course, because of me, but. Still, you know, it's a lot going well, on. Everybody there forget too. about the Bronx. Bronx still look like juice. Oh wow! Certain <laughs> <laughs> parts of it, yeah. It's being the South Bronx, listen, listen, Willis listen, Avenue, yeah. Town, we'll hey, get them old stereotypes in my town out of here. Right? <laughs> the Bronx still. This, this ain't for Apache on fire days, right? Yes, this it ain't is. the Bronx burnt down no more, right? Bronx, Bronx still dry their clothes on the fire. Uh, nah, <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> cut that out. Boogie down Bronx is in the house, yeah, all right? Yeah, Recognize, yeah, yeah, you got to chill because he's the Bronx man. That's chill. right. Yeah, you got two. Here. Bronx in here. That's right. Mike Station to throw them X's up, all right? Mike was laughing hard. He was like, yeah, I do still be saying the wife beat his own fire escapes. <laughs> the, the original home of hip hop that he was talking about with the KRS One guy you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, but um, that'll be a good show with those guys. Yeah, definitely. We'll get, we'll get them up here. Yeah. Be a bus show. Maybe I maybe I, I excuse. Question, What's up? Being that you mentioned Instagram, how much did they pay for those advertisements? The union when it was the vote no. They not expensive because I did it for my clothing line. Yeah, but yeah. who were they marketing to? I think. Well, you you got to put some key. It's it's a lot of ways that you can market it. You can market it to a specific area, age group. Is way is a whole bunch of things you can market it to. I don't got nothing transit in my profile, and I was seeing it. So mm-hmm. they was marketing it to, to people that don't work for transit and don't care. So they they I don't know how they targeted they um they ads, but they target to a specific area and age group. Yeah, well, they made it, me reopen my Twitter account just to heckle them. Just seriously, it was done. It was done for show. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a bad idea, but they should use that to promote assaults. And promote other stuff that's going on with us. 
But do we have a PR person? Like, who's talking to, to the customers? The PR person is the communications department. Gannon, mm-hmm. Saley, who else? It's, it's communications. Donahue. Donahue, Donahue, Donahue yeah. yeah. You got those three. Those are, those are the, PR, the PR people. And I think maybe Donahue probably play more PR than anybody because he got the connections with the um Daily news. the media and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 Saley is the is the is the camera guy. He doing all the pitches and, and Gannon just telling everybody what to do. He's the boss. Huh. Huh. I run for president. That communications department. No, don't even come pick up your camera, your folders, <laughs> no nothing. Just leave everything. It's gonna be right downstairs with the security guy. And speaking mm-hmm. of running, you should run. We'll see, man. I got school to finish. I got other stuff to do. Progressive action is beautiful. Everybody that's in this room should be running. I'll give a hand clap for that. Now you know me? (laughs) Oh, I knew you before. (laughs) I didn't say your name. I still gave you respect. I said the lovely lady in the room. Yeah. You know. That's the flopper right there. (laughs) But everybody that's in this room. He was like, y'all too. But um. no. <laughs> I ain't mean that's a bad habit, but I ain't mean it like that. <laughs> he still don't know your name, Jocelyn. I oh, said okay. it before. Oh, okay, I yeah. said it like four times since oh, I was here. Oh, all right, it I was ain't. just on that one instance. I said, "Yo, you know these two I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I ain't mean it that way. The way she took it, I knew her name. He he thought I was just a pretty face sitting here, and uh, he in the, in the first ten minutes of the show, he didn't even acknowledge me. But it's okay. Oh. No, I'm, I'm joking, Eric. I'm joking. Oh, no, we, gonna, we gonna send some gunshots to her. She tried to give her. She tried. She tried to pop Blow up. Me up. No, she tried to pop her own collar. Pop her own collar, right? Say, say pretty, uh, pretty face. face. <laughs> I thought I was the only one that caught that. Give us some gunshots. We got two pretty faces in here now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, no flirting. That's, that's Nuke, oh. Hold on. Nuke no, no. and I are changing the face of the women in TWU, okay? There's my hand claps. Oh, okay. We are definitely... Like, we're out here, we're showing, you know, you can be young, you can be smart, you can be educated and still come out here and rock with the men and still, you know, talk about different issues that affects us all on each and every level. And we don't have to, you ain't sending me on a trip, okay? (laughs) (laughs) When you run for president, if and when, I'm going to be in the streets with my Nikes on, you know, educating the members, getting them out there, like, I don't want to be that woman who's just like, oh, I'm going to go and fake fight for people. That's that's not what we're doing. I need y'all to go find Latanya now and figure <laughs> out what the hell going on. Because y'all are both capable of having kids. Y'all have a legit fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I forgot. But between them, they got like eight kids. We got, we got a plan. We got a plan. Combine eight kids. They can open up a daycare system. <laughs> between them two over there. Yeah, you got to make sure they get the voucher. <laughs> but, but 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 the thing but the thing is, they two prime examples. They should have went to Capitol Hill. If we knew, they should have went to Capitol Hill. It, it, it bothers me. I look. I found that. Let me tell you how I found that. First of all, that whole thing with the flood in the in the city. I went to the Instagram page and I said, let me see who they friends with. The MTA. They friends with Transport Workers United. Fuck y'all doing friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only you like. Why are you friends with with management? They got Cuomo as friends. The governor this, government this, and you friends with TW Local One Hundred. 
fuck you liking that's going on in the union? You give a, oh, I understand. Post that bullshit, because sooner or later, workers comp PPO going to be a picture on there. <laughs> Management going to like the shit out that puck, that picture. But it's sad. But like, I seen all them old ladies. Don't get it twisted. I respect my elders and all that. But pass the torch. Y'all had y'all time. Yes, my mom has been in transit for 17 years. And, you know, once we got involved in progressive action, she was like, listen, this ain't my fight no more. You know, you need me to support you. I'll tell you. I know people. I'll give you their numbers. But I'll guide you. But you have to be out there in the forefront doing these things. Well, I would beg to differ. I mean, how many more years does she have? Another it's seven years, right? 25. So if she has 17. So the fight is still there because. Yes, but it's in a different position now. You understand? It's. In a different, it's in a more of a guidance a, kind a, of fight. It's a supporting role. It's not, exactly. Not, try, not trying to be the leading role. How, exactly. How can, you, how can you continuously want to be Denzel? When you, when, <laughs> well, you, when, when you go step down? You know why, Tramel? She, her mother still has to stay in a fight. Because yeah. what you did towards tier six, and it was just like why we were saying we couldn't give the new highest 3062. Mm-hmm. Because... When they become the majority, they doing your retirement benefits when you leave. No, that's correct. But what I'm saying is uh-huh. you, you could play a supporting role. A supporting or role. Or you could play, you got people that want to play a leading role. Well, you, you can have both. Take this man sitting to my right, Mike Staten. The experience and knowledge he has to lead, you, you, you can't get that from someone that's new right now. You got to bridge the gap, like I said earlier. You got to have the new the people in the middle and the experience of, of the person going out and it keeps going in that Yeah, format. but the, the experienced person don't have to run for anything. They can still give that supporting role and give their experience from the sideline being a mentor. We, we tried to do that because like when the person we mentioned earlier, yeah, know. Crystal yeah, was in there and you had this man, <laughs> Joe Campbell and all that, trying to be that guy like from yeah, but the she, side. But- she was in a, 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 a position of power to still enact what she wanted to act and didn't have to listen to that man yeah, that but, was guy. But, but but she has a she has issues. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying she didn't want to listen to anybody, and I'm not talking bad about her, but that's my experience with. Yeah, her. well, I am. I, or, or everything that I, everything. Can <laughs> <laughs> we get Mike up in here? No, but I would I would agree. I would agree with Jocelyn because uh, you have to uh, basically promote and bring on the the youth. Um, I think that's, you know, that's where our future is, is key. And if uh, unionism is, is to survive in this city, and this country, you know, it's going to be critical to the young people having to step up and take on these fights, you know. I don't have a whole lot of time left in transit, and, uh, you know, that's my mission, you know, for whatever time that I have left is just trying to recruit and mentor and develop the next generation of activists and leaders in this union. Now that's dope. Right, now you yeah, have to have dope. the youth be taught correctly, or as Jocelyn was saying, mm-hmm. and as you know, was saying about the new shop still crack, they're not being taught correctly. correctly so if no. you have youth coming in to take these roles, but they're not being taught correctly, doesn't make a difference. And, then, and now let me, damn. <laughs> and now let me ask you something. Wow. <laughs> I don't. Real quick. When new members come out of school car for conductor and train operator, are they being are they being taught pretty good? Do you think you know like how do you think these how, how do you think they're being taught? Train operator, I would say, is pretty good because it's a nine month, but conductors is basically thrown out there. 
Um, but buses got it worse. I don't care what you say. Buses, you gotta you you gotta learn to drive in all types of weather in ten day training. You know what I'm saying? You got ten I mean ten days to figure out how to drive in all types of elements, traffic elements, mm-hmm. pedestrian elements, weather elements. Um, you being bounced around, not having a schedule, sleepy elements, human elements, not being able to use the bathroom and all this other stuff. So buses got it worse than us. But we, we it's time for us to go. Yeah, we got to get up out of here. I didn't you know, and even catch the time. It's but good. this is it, a good show. Yeah, it was nice having you guys. You guys is welcome back. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know, uh, Mike is right on Joe ass as far as visits here. <laughs> So we don't want, worry, I'm gonna get mine. We want, Joe, Joe haven't been up here in like three shows, so you may Joe, catch I'm up to him. You. Yeah, Joe probably be up here soon. But um, you know, it was it was good having y'all. Yeah, Eric, you just let me know when your next vacation is because I know you got to get up in the morning. You know, the next right. morning to go to work. You know, so I want to tell people before we go: if Joe Campbell runs for president, vote that man in. Yeah, vote. They, they vote that man in, please. They, and people who are in bad standing, getting good standing, I don't want to hear no complaining from somebody that's in bad standing. I don't even want to hear you. All right, that's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in. Add people to the group, progressiveaction.info, Progressive Action Facebook. Thanks for coming out. Everybody have a good one. All right. Good night.